from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. I feel like this is a pretty big scoop here, Colin. Yeah, yeah. Wow, eight or nine (laughs) days. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, wow. (laughs) The sensation for me of going on so many dates in such a small window felt very professional, almost. If you want everybody to like you, you're, you're kind of like gonna feel obligated to try to work for that second date, even mm-hmm. if it's not clicking. Did you have to deal with that? I'm Sarah Fenske. Remember that St. Louis guy who went viral after launching a dating site with only one eligible bachelor? himself. DateColinO'Brien.com didn't just feature Date Colin O'Brien leggings and Date Colin O'Brien coffee mugs. It also explained just who Colin O'Brien is and let women know that if they were interested in going on a date, he'd be willing to go too. Well, women were. He heard from more than 300. And he joins us now to share what happened next. Colin O'Brien, welcome. Thank you. This is such an honor to be on this show with you. So, Colin, take us back to this whole crazy campaign. What made you want to put yourself out there in such an attention-grabbing kind of way? Yeah, it, it was. It started off as a joke my friends and I would kind of make to each other that somebody should make a, an app, a dating app with just one eligible bachelor. But I think the action came from just years of using the dating apps and not finding a lot of luck with it. And I decided I would take matters into my own hands. So with these dating apps, was this that you weren't meeting the kind of women that you wanted to be with or, or these relationships just weren't working even though you met cool people? For me, it was that I wasn't getting dates, frankly. Like, I, you know, it was I was not getting a lot of matches and the matches I did get weren't leading to conversations. And when occasionally a conversation would start, it would fizzle out right away. So I wasn't finding it to be an effective way to actually meet people. Hmm. And so I wanted to sort of flip the script a little bit and see if I could be more strategic about it. And so when you presented this, it seemed less like you were saying, I'm this guy who's like very eager to get married. It was more like, I'd like to meet cool people and I'm hopeful that this could lead to something. Totally. It's totally about dating. It's about meeting lots of different people and, and, you know, experiencing new things. It's not, I mean, I one day want to get married, but it's not like I am like trying to get married in the next year and I'm trying to find my bride. It's, 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 it's casual. It's like dating apps uh, with, with, a serious goal in the end of finding finding true love. But um, for now, it's about meeting people and having fun with it. So you put this out there, and this just exploded. I feel like people from all over the country were saying, hey, do you know this guy, Colin O'Brien? Like, <laughs> do you know how this ended up taking off to the extent that it did? You know, I posted it in this Facebook group here in St. Louis called uh, Things to Do, Date Ideas and Things to Do in STL, which is... Which is <laughs> awesome. It's this amazing group. It has like thousands and thousands of members. And when I posted it there, it just immediately took off. And, you know, they they have an approval process. So I got approved and I was out to lunch and I looked at my phone and I had like 30 texts from unidentified, unknown numbers. And so it was at that moment, that's how I found out the post got approved. And from there, it was off to the races. It was hundreds of people emailing me, texting me. um, And it spread around the story, spread around the country from there. And I did like syndicated radio shows in Canada and all around the United States. And so it's been it's been a wild ride since then. 
So you were putting this out there like, here's a dating idea. Go on a date with me. Yes. And this people ended up being able to text you from this. I mean, you made yeah. this this website, so it just connected directly to your phone. Yeah, my, my personal phone number is on the website. You can send me a direct text. There's an email form which goes right to my personal email. There's no filter. There's no process. It's just you can get right in touch with me. Would you have known? I mean, if you had known it was going to go viral in this way that it did, would you have put your actual phone number on there? Yeah, yeah, I like the you attention. You would. <laughs> you like attention. Yeah, it's fun. It's a, this is a good characteristic to have. Yeah, I haven't changed the number yet. And there's no, what? you know, I looked, there's no like Google voice number with a 314 area code. And I don't want to have a 636 area code. <laughs> So you can't change your number. (laughs) No, it's got to be the same one. (laughs) So you started hearing from people right away. Were you hearing from people who genuinely wanted to go on a date? Totally. Yeah. There's been, I think there's been two types of people. There's like some pranksters and, or, or, or radio hosts reaching out to me, but it's mostly genuine people and they kind of fall into two categories. It's, there's a person who's extroverted and gets the joke and thinks it's funny and wants to meet me. And those people aren't, they're not just along for the ride. I mean, they're genuinely going on a date with me, but they're, they like the bit of it. Yeah. And then I think there's people who identify with the underlying kind of complaint the website has with like contemporary dating and dating apps. And so a lot of more introverted people or people who like me have shared that experience of just not finding the right you know, the right luck on dating apps. And so it's been those two types of people, but it's been, everyone's been serious. I, I don't feel like I've been duped or pranked by anybody. And people are welcome to. I'm expecting to get duped and pranked, but that hasn't happened so far. So in no case did you show up and there's like a camera and somebody's like, ha ha, I'm actually, I don't know, a man or a dog. Yeah, no, no. I, I, and I, 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 part of me is a little bummed by that because I think I, I was a little eager to get uh, catfished, but I haven't gotten catfished and, and it's all been genuine people, which is, of course, great. But yeah, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. nobody's jumped out with a surprise hidden camera or anything. So part of what I find so interesting about this is you didn't set up DateColinOBrien.com where you were doing this sort of like polished, like the TV bachelor kind of version of mm-hmm. yourself. Like, here's me just looking hunky. Mm-hmm. Like you were upfront about some things that might be a big turnoff. Like you admit you eat emos. Yeah. Once a week. Yeah, emo's pizza. I mean, don't you want to like save that for, you know, thinking like a lot of women are going to rule you out yeah. just based on this. That's that's kind of what I want. You know, I feel like there's such, there's so much pressure on dating apps. People lie about their height. They pick the most flattering pictures. And I, and I don't want to go on a first date with somebody that I'm excited about and then them see me or learn about me and say, you know, not interested. Emos and, is a deal killer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I said, I want to get all that stuff out in public. I want them to know what I look like, how much I weigh, how much money I make. I want to get all that stuff out there. And if you're not looking for somebody who's 5'10", 220 pounds and in the forty dollars to $80,000 tax bracket, uh, you, 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 I'm not for you. And that's okay. And then that person's not texting me. And, and I'm only talking with people who I, I fit, you know, for them. And, mm-hmm. and they're willing to consider me. So it's, it's you know. So anyone who's going to be that shallow, like you might as well, you know, have them rule you out even faster than than you'd have to deal with it. That's interesting. So it's almost like this grand experiment. Like here I am, warts and all. And I was totally joking about emos. I want to make that clear. I understand a lot (laughs) of people. A lot of people people hate it. And that's that's fine. You know, whatever. (laughs) But, you know, your income bracket, your weight, your astrological sign, Mm -hmm. like it's all right there. Does that almost like make it weird when you come in on the first date? Like these people know so much about you. No, and 
And I think a lot of people honestly haven't been like reading the website. So some, I what? Know, well, some people, I think they just think it's funny and they send me a text and then I'll reference my Christmas party or something and they'll be like, what Christmas party? I'm like, well, didn't you read the about section or my bio? Come on. Like, I feel uh, like this might explain why some people are single. They can't even bother to do five minutes of research before <laughs> texting you. I don't want to comment on that. Everyone has been delightful and I'm happy to inform them of those things. And then what's great is I don't usually know much about them. I don't yeah. I don't counter like interrogate them. So I let them share whatever information with me they're comfortable with sharing. So sometimes I've seen pictures, sometimes I haven't, sometimes I know that, you know, some people go through and they give me every single information I give on the website. And other people, we just have a text conversation and I it's kind of like a blind date. So, which I liked too. I, I wanted it to not be a place where people felt they were going to get preemptively judged for various mm. parameter reasons. And I think that's part of the toxicity on the dating apps. And mm. so it was very intentional to do it that way. So in how many cases did you find it getting to a point where you met people in real life? I've gone on 20 or so first dates. That's a fair amount. Yeah. I and mean, this just went up, what, in August? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Is that more first dates than you would generally do in a three, four month stretch? Yeah, I'm Sarah, I'm like going on like one first date a year before this. Okay, okay. So. <laughs> so this was a rapid escalation. Yeah, this is a huge escalation. Yeah, which is its own experience to like deal with the emotional the emotional uh, stress. Mm -hmm. I, I don't mean stress in a bad way, but like just like the experience of meeting all these people and trying to be vulnerable with all these people and trying to imagine yourself, you know, am I a match with this person? Are, are we getting along? Is there a romantic spark here? So that's been a new experience for me. I know a lot of people have more casual dating experience um, than I did, but that was part of what I wanted to see. I wanted to experience that that, you know, way of doing things. You know, part of what I thought was interesting is when you mentioned you're very upfront with your the cons about mm -hmm. dating you, but one is that, um, how did you phrase this, that you have a need to be liked by everyone. Mm. And I thought, boy, I bet that makes it hard going on that many first dates because if you want everybody to like you, you're, you're kind of like going to feel obligated to try to work for that second date, even mm -hmm. if it's not clicking. Did you have to deal with that? Yeah, and I still deal with that. I think that I have to ask myself... Am I having fun with this person or am I just having fun being myself? You know, we're, I, you know, I can have a great conversation with anybody. And so it's not to say that the person's not fun, but sure. are we having fun two people meeting, you know, at a networking event? Are we having fun two people meeting who are going to be romantically involved? And that's not been easy to suss out all the times, you know, all the time mentally for myself. Yeah. So you had these 20 first dates. Mm -hmm. How many second dates? I would say I probably went on second dates with three or four of them. And then there's one girl that we've gone on like eight or nine dates now. Whoa, Colin O'Brien. And I've kind of cleared out the dating schedule. So right now I'm in a kind of a new phase of the project where I, I'm not, you know, I, I don't, I'm not saying she's the one or anything yet, but I am giving myself the space to explore this one, this relationship with this one person. We really click. She's really great. So I'm seeing where that goes. And I'm, and I'm for now, I'm like keeping the additional first dates on pause for a little bit. And so this is someone you met through the DateColinObrien.com yes. project. Yeah, she emailed me and she told me that she has a deep-seated fear of going to the dentist. And I have just like horrible medical phobia of all dental doctor's appointments, everything. And so I thought this could be a real match. And so she told me this very, you know, funny story about her crying the last time she was at the dentist and I had just like been to the dentist's office the day before and like they told me I need to get my wisdom teeth out and I had like a panic attack and so I was like no we're in the same boat and maybe we can bond over this shared irrational fear of medical procedures. So you felt almost this immediate connection. Yeah, yeah. 
We're talking today to Colin O'Brien. He's the St. Louis man behind DateColinO'Brien.com. I feel like this is a pretty big scoop here, Colin. Yeah. But, yeah. Wow. Eight or nine <laughs> you dates. You heard it here and, first, folks. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we do need to take a quick break. We'll be back shortly to continue this conversation. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. Welcome back. We're talking to Colin O'Brien. He's the St. Louis man who went viral uh, for starting a website that basically had only one bachelor on it himself, uh, datecolinobrien.com. You can check this out for yourself. It's a a very well-done website that drew a lot of reaction. And we now learned just before our break that Colin has found somebody that he feels kind of excited about. I can see the smile in your face. You're you're really enjoying this special person. Yes, and and I'm enjoying the scoop. I'm enjoying the scoop, the narrative of the story. Yeah, it's it's exciting. I mean, it's like it's just like the rest of the journey in terms of it's an experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we have a lot in common. We have a lot of similar sense of humor, similar like com- comedians and stuff that we're interested in and taste in music. So just, you know, like anybody, you meet somebody, you click. And so we're having a lot of fun together. And now I'm in this phase of, of like, where does Date Colin O'Brien go from here? Yeah. You know? and, and when do I say, oh, this is my girlfriend? And yeah. the, when, what happens to the website after that? Or, or when do I, you know, when do you say like, is this is this the one, you know? Yeah. Or do I go back to the to the drawing board with the website and try to go viral again and get another 300 people? To- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like, man, now that you have the formula, you, yeah. you can just... But I think, you know, this is a real problem, I think, for some people on sites like Match and, and Tinder and stuff like this. There's almost a never-ending smorgasbord. Mm-hmm. And so it's so easy to be like, you know what? I'm just not exactly feeling this. Or, this person's being really difficult today. Mm-hmm. I should just go back to this array of single people who are going to be so excited to meet me, having that backup plan, does that almost make it harder in some ways to to really, I know you're not ready to commit yet, but to put all your eggs in one basket? I think so. I think the sensation for me of going on so many dates in such a small window felt very professional almost. It felt uh, less that the spark, you know, that you get when you're excited, when you're nervous to go on a first date. I wasn't nervous after the first few. I wasn't nervous. It was just like I'm meeting somebody. There's, you know, there's first date conversations you have over and over again. You got kind of good at it. Yeah, and and then now it feels kind of the same way when you when we, you know, we've gone on eight or nine dates, and it's like there's still this almost like professional, um, like technical mindset to it, which isn't good. And yeah. I think and I think that that exists for a lot of people in online dating too, it almost, it, there's almost a detachment of the like sheer emotion of it because mm-hmm. it's, it works through tech and it works through meeting people that feel like job interviews. And so it's like, okay, well like we get along great. We're having a great time together. There are also areas that we differ or that, you know, mm-hmm. things that might be an issue, nothing major, but you, it's the exact thing you're talking about. When do you say, well, you know, I want to see where this goes. I want to really try to 
develop this into a relationship or you say, I want to go back to the never-ending pool of potential first dates? Yeah. I mean, it feels like it almost becomes more process-driven than back in the day when when people were running around in loincloths. We weren't thinking like, you know, oh, do I want to stop seeing the other cavemen? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was for me that way. Whenever I was, you know, the first people I ever dated, there's this sense, like you kind of alluded to earlier, of like, uh, this date I want to turn into the next date and that date I want to turn into the date after that and there's just like when you have that one opportunity you focus on that one opportunity and you try to turn that into the thing and then now when you have 300 uh, people emailing you and texting you um, you and, or you have 20 matches on Tinder or whatever yeah. you know I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm not I mean, trying to brag about myself in some ways yeah, you, you, to a man on a map it becomes less about like oh do I need to make this happen and you're like well this needs to happen to me this needs to happen to this needs to all of a sudden spark and become this magical movie thing of like yeah. we're all of a sudden married and deeply and madly in love forever and we knew it from the first second. And so it's like, yeah, wait, you, how do you how do you decide like is that how it works when you're meeting people in this way or in this in this time period? Um, or do you need to find that mindset of like I need to make this happen. I need to be invested in this the same way uh, the caveman might have been in caveman times. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> modern love, we've made it so difficult. Yeah. And then you have this whole other layer. I wonder for this this woman that you've been seeing if her friends kind of were like, oh, hey, you're, <laughs> you're going on a date with Colin O'Brien. Has your sort of like quasi-fame been kind of like a, a factor yeah, in how they've received totally you? Yeah, there's totally a meta level. Um, I will say that she didn't tell anyone that she was going on a date with me because I think she was very much like well this is going to be stupid I'm not even going to tell people this and so they're all like ex- her friends are definitely excited I haven't met them yet I'm excited to meet them but there were there was like some other girls that I went on multiple dates with where it like started to the the website started to factor into the relationship you know and I say relationship in the most general sense sure. um, but like I went on a couple dates with this one girl and in the beginning I was doing little TikToks of like updating every date and she was like well I know that you're not seeing anybody else because you haven't made a TikTok recently oh. and I was like that's weird yeah that's weird <laughs> that's where social media yeah. I think like this yeah. is a, not a good complication but my, my my buddy tells me he says any anybody who is offended or comes across the website or has a bad time with you, which I don't do, but they said, no they, bad times. they signed up yeah. through datecolorbryan.com. Yeah. They went to this website and they said, I want to meet this person and I want to go on a date with this person. So if they're like, oh, well, your TikTok, you, I saw that you're dating somebody else. Well, he's like, you knew what you signed up for. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. I think <laughs> this is, it, in some ways, doing this so differently, you're able to maybe get away with some things. That, I think so. Yeah. So I, it, it has it has its downsides, but it also has its upsides. I, I got to ask, St. Louis can be such a small town sometimes. Mm-hmm. Do you find random people like you're just in schnooks getting your groceries and people are like, you are datecolinobryan.com? <laughs> uh, it was happening a lot when it first went viral and it stopped. You know, and I want everyone who's listening who is a waiter or sees on the street talk to me especially if you see me with a girl it makes me look really cool and it really boosts my ego so <laughs> and i gotta say you have this merch i now have yeah. this t-shirt that i intend to wear around town this says i went on a date with colin o'brien and all i got was this crappy t-shirt i fully intend to wear this shirt yeah. as you and i were talking about this conversation we're having this kind of counts as a date yeah. right <laughs> and so i feel like you've got to you've got to revive this brand do you feel like there's potential where you could do this maybe in other cities for other men oh yeah i mean uh, lots of people have reached out uh, and have joked or seriously inquired about me helping them build a website. I'm, of course, as any good American does, I'm trying to figure out how to get rich off of this. Um, that's a joke, everyone. I'm not, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I do it's think, a project. I, I think, yes, it is a project. As much as it is a real attempt to meet people, it's also like, I'm I'm a creative guy and I like doing stuff like this. And so I do want to figure out what's next. If I start dating this 
special girl that we're talking about. Yeah. What do I do with the website? I can't just let it die. I have to I have to keep it going in some way because it's a lot of fun for me and it's a lot of fun for other people. And so that's what I want to brainstorm next is what's the next move? Well, we hope that you'll also break that news here on yeah. St. Louis oh, on the absolutely. Air. Colin O'Brien, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It was great fun. This episode was produced by Laura Hamden with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.